Welcome back to the Double A Podcast. I'm Holden Williamson, and today we're going to be discussing some of the recent fixtures and uh, previewing the final game of the season. Crazy to think about, isn't it? So, um, on Sunday, Ajax played against uh, Utrecht, 1-3-1. Really, really good performance uh, overall. I think that it took it took a while for Ajax to sort of grow into a point of dominance, but once Ajax began uh, began to dominate, I think that uh, there was no turning back really. I think Hato was absolutely fantastic, and him and Holtz, him and Holtz, sorry, are going to be a fantastic duo in the future. I'm I'm super excited about that duo. It's really, it seems pretty dynamic uh, in uh, in that game. Albeit, we should keep in mind that it was against Utrecht. Although you know that's uh, they're no one to scoff at. I mean, it's always tough to play against them. Uh, their fans get very involved, and you know sometimes maybe a bit too involved, but. Yeah, it's it's always hard to win against them. Uh, and another match that impacted Ajax significantly was uh, was PSV against Heerenveen. Uh, in 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 all honesty, PSV should have lost that. I mean, they were down three one going into the seventy eight ninth uh, minute, and then scored two late goals. I mean, uh, with depth, obviously, you can do that. And and they probably deserved both goals. Uh, I mean, it's always annoying when, you know, a team that you're hoping loses gets a late penalty, but still. And and the only reason why I'm talking about PSV on this podcast right now is because of the fact that Ajax and PSV are now fighting for second place. Um, so in this upcoming weekend, if uh, PSV beat AZ or draw to AZ, PSV are officially in second place. But if they lose to AZ and Ajax beat Zenta, uh, and I'll preview the ajax Twente game in a bit, if they lose to AZ and Ajax beat Twente, Ajax get that second spot and that Champions League spot, which is guaranteed money like significantly more than whatever you'll get in the Europa League I mean yeah so and Ajax would salvage a second place from a season where at one point they were in fifth close to sixth place um so yeah Ajax against Svensa it's gonna be at Svensa which is definitely not ideal because Svensa at home are very defensively sound and we've had issues scoring recently um yeah i mean it's it's um it's it's going to be tough but i think that Ajax have the quality to beat Svensa and with AZ against the uh, PSV AZ are playing for third place uh, they're they're um, trying to get out of that playoff uh, 
playoff position and possibly um, get into the Europa League instead of the Conference League, which would also be a huge boost in money. Uh, so they have something to play for. Um, and Ajax have something to play for and PSFE have something to play for. Twente don't really have anything to play for. I mean, they're guaranteed in the spot that they are. Um, uh, if they win, they stay in that spot. If they lose, they also stay in that spot. So it's not unlikely that they don't play, you know, some of their stronger players because they want to, you know, win in the playoffs and get a conference league spot. But, and this is a huge but, um, obviously they're not going to rest their starters against the Ajax. That would be ridiculous to do. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, we'll have to see. Um, you'll hear my prediction later on in this with, uh, with my interview. And I, let me tell you, I am super proud that I got both of these people on this interview, um, because they've been interviewed by the BBC, by all these huge, huge, huge news corporations, because, uh, they're one of the very few podcasts, uh, and shows that speaks English. Uh, and talks about Ajax. So, um, yeah, stay in tune. Uh, stay, stay tuned for that. And yeah, uh, so you'll hear my score prediction later. You'll hear their score prediction later. And uh, I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to the Double A Podcast. I'm Holden Molmsen here with uh, Papimento and Ajax, um, uh, who are both really big Ajax fans, uh, and they both are with uh, We Talk Ajax, which is a, a big Ajax show, uh, and one of the very few ones in English um, on all of social media. So uh, please check them out. Um, and yeah, so first question right off the bat, how did you guys get into Ajax? Ajax, you want to go first? Yeah, sure, man. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm almost uh, nearing 40 years now, so uh, I've been here on, on the planet for a while now. And luckily, I have some older brothers and uh, also my father that uh, yeah, brought me up well because I was born into loving Ajax and supporting Ajax. Um, my brothers are 10 and 13 years older than me, so I'm um, actually the youngest of the family. And um, yeah, with, with those older brothers that are into football and a father that was into football, it was not even a choice for me. I was born in Amsterdam and uh, yeah, uh, it was already decided for me, you're going to love Ajax, you're going to support Ajax. So I'm one of those kinds that just borns into it, you know, because the whole family supports it. And uh, yeah, the, it, it wasn't something that, uh, that doesn't feel good for me or something, you know, that I feel pressured of, to, to, to love this club because... I really do love it, and I enjoy um, each year uh, watching it. Although this year maybe a little bit less because we're not performing uh, quite well at the moment. But uh, yeah, it's it maybe not the most you know um, exciting story. But I think it happens a lot with families that uh, that you just support uh, whatever the family supports. And in my case, that's Ajax. 
And that's the same for me as well. Huh? But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, for me, it's a little bit different. I wasn't born in Holland, so I was born uh, on the island Curaçao. It's next to Aruba. Um, but my father used to go here when he was young to school. So he grew up uh, actually cheering for our rivals, Feyenoord. And um, we used to watch every Sunday all the highlights on Curaçao. And um, more and more I was watching it, the eye test of how Ajax would play and the, the players they would have that really grasped the way I like to watch football. So um, from there on out, I would just start also watching the highlights of the other games, but really focusing on Ajax and watching full games of Ajax. And that's how it, it started. And when I came back from Curaçao, or came back, when I moved from Curaçao to Holland, that was in 92, 93, I think. And two years later, we were in the Champions League. So I was just in the... Uh, I was just too young to have seen Van Boston and and Johan Cruyff, but I was in the era of Bergkamp, uh, Jari Littmann and Kluivert, Edgar Davids. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of players to really fall in love with the club, I would say. And, and, and additionally to this, uh, not a lot of people know this online, so it may be a fun story for you to to hear. But around that time, around that 94, 95 time, um, it's when Papi Mento and Juan also from the channel and Yehap and I all met. It's a while ago because um, when they moved to Holland and they moved into their, to their house, uh, they uh, became neighbors of me. So uh, then we started hanging out when we were kids. And you know what it is when your friends support something and you have the same passion uh, that carries out uh, um, amongst all the friends. So... Yeah, we, we grew up loving the club, but actually our close friends all together also. So it's quite an amazing story after 30 years almost. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And so, you know, you guys have been watching Ajax for a lot longer than I have. So I think your answers to this question will be a bit different from mine. But what are your best moments in your life uh, that you've experienced as like an Ajax supporter? Go ahead, Poppy. Wow, yeah. I mean, there's only one answer, right? So the 95 winning the Champions League, I would say, was was great. I would say the third star was an iconic moment. Um, I would say just, you know, uh, the last years, uh, we don't, we're not a big club. We don't have a lot of budget. So for us now in the new age, the modern football, to be able to compete in the Champions League in 1819 was also phenomenal. So I would say those are all the points in history, I would say I was the most proud of what Ajax has achieved. Yeah, I think uh, I think um, Papimento mentioned a lot of you know uh, great moments in history, and I was lucky enough to be old enough to experience that ninety four ninety five uh, uh, season. I remember being you know watching it uh, at home with my brother and 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 they become champion of 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 the world you know of championship uh, uh winning the champions league and that is something amazing because it's the last time it happened for us in 94 95 and um the next day in i believe i was in class 7 or 8 of elementary school we or not the next day like a few weeks later i think or maybe a few months later it, it's long ago but there was a world uh, club Cup match, you know, because the uh, the one that wins the Champions League is going to play for for the club World Cup, and it was against Gremio, and we watched together with all uh, our uh, 
yeah, classmates, you know, uh, at school because it was in a different time zone. And I remember that match very well. Uh, Danny Blind um, taking that last penalty, even coughing before, you know, taking the penalty. And he, he netted it in. And that was also the, uh, the victory for us uh, winning the Club World Cup. Uh, this is a moment that I remember because it was with all my classmates. But I think Papi Mento touched on a lot of them. Um, the third star. Uh, I was actually in the stadium with my older brother and uh, his son. Uh, and I didn't experience an ambience quite like that, um, yeah, the years after, you know, because the whole stadium was shaking. It was a, a, a deciding match. We had to win it against Twente. And, um, yeah, it was such a great ambience in, 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 in the stadium. And I believe we won 3-1, three, three I believe. Seem de Jong scored a couple of goals. And that was the third star that we proudly wear on our kit now. And, of course, that, you know, Everybody knows that, that 2018-2019 run, um, getting eliminated, unfortunately, in the last second of the Champions League, um, you know, making it uh, prior to that to the UEFA Europa League final, uh, got eliminated in the final by Manchester United. Those are all great moments. And uh, for me, there's one special one also that's watching Liedmana play because he's my childhood hero. And, you know, Johan Cruyff is mentioned usually as one of the greatest, um, you know, Ajax players of all time. And I can't disagree with that because he's that for me also. But the one that I saw play, it's Liedmann for me uh, all the way. Yeah, it's, that's amazing. Yeah, for me, you know, I haven't really experienced much. I was born in 2005, but the third star, <laughs> I was five, five years old, I think. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, but from from my memory, I think uh, sixteen seventeen because uh, I mean when when we had went on that run, I remember beforehand I, I would uh, I would wear uh, we would have these dress down days at school where we would wear the jerseys of our favorite sports teams, and I would always wear an Ajax shirt, and and my friends would always ask me who are who are they? What's that? And uh, and then. 2016-17 came and um you know we got to the Europa League final and you know my my, my friends say to me isn't that your team that's in the Europa League final <laughs> isn't that and I I was so happy and then also even more so 18-19 but um but yeah that, actually that, that wasn't that wasn't even a, a very great season for us like we we just started uh, with a new coach, Boss. Uh, we finished second with one point behind the first, uh, but we did manage to get the Europa League. And um, we, are, if you look at our team, usually it's not the best team in the world, right? Compared to other leagues, so uh, to just manage to get in the in the finals for Ajax and the budget we have and the quality players we have, that's already a massive compliment to the club and. Um, yeah, why we love Ajax, actually. I think, I think also that we need to touch upon, because Papi mentioned we're not a big club, and I think he, he means that nowadays... You know, financially, I mean. Financially. Yeah. Not, you know, not, not, not historical and tra traditionally. Exactly, no. because historically, there aren't much teams better than, than Ajax. You know, we've won four Champions Leagues, as you probably know yourself. You know the history of the club. <laughs> And if exactly. you only if you only take uh, the Premier League for example, only Liverpool has more Champions Leagues, and all other teams have less. So there are only a few teams in Europe that outperformed Ajax like historically. So we will always be mentioned amongst those yeah giants. And historically, we are a giant, but 
Unfortunately, nowadays with how football is, you know, progressing and with all those big money owners buying up clubs, it ruins football a bit for me. But hey, um, maybe I'm just a sentimental guy, you know. I like it the old way. <laughs> the old way, yeah. Yeah, and and you know, speaking of of like transfers and moves and stuff like that, what do you guys think of the new director of football? Do you think that he'll bring the club in a positive direction? Um, and you know, what what are some signings that you hope to see? Stuff like that. Um, to be honest, I don't know much about Sven because he was very long at Dortmund and. We are hearing positive notes, but of course, uh, you know, we're having also problems in the board. Uh, we're coming off a terrible season. So actually, we're more excited for this transfer season. We're kind of over this season, even though we still have to win the last mm -hmm. match to secure the Champions League. Uh, but we're also very excited for the transfer season because this team needs a big change. Um, a lot of the players we bought last season are actually not the level we require. So there's a lot of work for Sven to to do, and um, I, I'm lightly optimistic that he can do it, uh, just because of the positive reactions I've been hearing from people around me. Um, so yeah, that made me very excited for this transfer window, to be honest. And <laughs> what kind of player do you want? I mean, does it have to be realistic? If it's realistic, I would say, I mean, I'm I'm reading now 20 million for an Arda Güler. That's a big talent from Tur Turkey. So um, I wouldn't mind those types of players, highly technical players, young players, have a resale value, um, have potential to grow into world-class. Um, that's the kind of players I actually go for. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's a good answer. Um, you know, Sven just started a few days ago with his new role. So it's very difficult to, to judge what we can expect from him and 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 what we you know um what we want because yeah he just started like a week ago or something so uh, actually on our channel at the moment uh, uh we have we are making a series about Sven Mislintat and the first one is online with the Dortmund uh, fan we try to you know uh, dig a, dig a little bit deeper in his history and what he's done at different club that he's different club that he's been at so uh, for me that's educational also because uh, the the history needs to be formed at our club still by him. So, uh, but I agree with Papimento. Uh, I also uh, love the highly technical uh, uh, players. But if I look at this team and if I look at the team that that played this year, uh, we need a lot of uh, defensive um, uh, strengthening. You know, so uh, we need players that are comfortable playing the ball and not players like, with all due respect, Abessi, a Sanchez that played this season because they cannot handle the pressure and being pressed by the opponents. And we need comfortable players on the ball that can play out of pressure situations. Uh, and then we are press-resistant. And this is something that is very, very important in the play uh, that Ajax likes to play. So for me, the most important thing for next season is also defensive strengthening, comfortable ball players. So, um, yeah, I hope Sven has the same, uh, the same opinion. And, uh, yeah, we have to wait and see what he will, uh, will do for us. Yeah, and then moving on from players, you know, the new manager. Um, you know, do do you guys think that they will uh, they'll keep Heitinga, or do you think that they'll uh, they'll they'll end up looking for someone new? And if they end up looking for someone new, who do you guys think that they'll look for? Uh, 
Uh, I think based on the interview I saw last um, from Haitika, I don't know. I looked at his face, to be honest, and I was like, he knows something, and I think he's going to be the next coach. So, yes, I think he's going to be the next coach. Am I happy about it? No. Not because I don't I don't think Haitika is a good coach. I just think Ajax is such a big club traditionally and the expectations and everything that – it's not something you would give a beginning coach, you know. It's something that needs an experienced coach, especially in the phase we are in. We are in a phase where we're rebuilding. Our team is not fully balanced. Uh, it needs a lot of work. It needs also a coach that can um, make the players better in their role, right? Um, so um, that not every coach can do that. And we do have certain experienced coaches right now that are available, but Ajax is not searching for them. So, you know, I'm not heartbroken about it. That's It will be Heitinga because he is a child of the club. He is an ex-Ajax player. He meant a lot for the club. Um, I just don't know his, his managerial tactics yet. I've seen too little of him. And, and that's what I mean with the experience. You want a coach that you already know, okay, this is the kind of way he plays. This is the way his football philosophy is. And um, I, ha I maybe because he doesn't have the team, but I haven't seen much of what he wants to accomplish yet with this team. Yeah, uh, it's a difficult situation for me to give you a proper answer, to be honest, because um, like what Heitinga inherited from Schroeder, it's not easy. It was at the end of January. He didn't have any time to get his own players in. And he had to work with this group of players that failed miserably also the first half of the season. And a lot of that we blame Schroeder for. But as the season prolonged, um, we can now agree that certain things are fundamentally wrong within this group of players. It has to do with a lack of quality, but first and foremost with a lack of mentality. And this is not something that, that is a skill. This is just something that you put on the table each and every second that you are on the pitch. And in my opinion, this team is lacking that. So, um, yes, I agree with Papimento that Heitinga is really still a fresh new kid on the block, you know. And maybe it's a little bit too much to ask from him uh, to be the first coach um, of Ajax. But then again, in the past, uh, there have been several examples with Frank de Boer, for example, that was thrown in front of the group also out of necessity. And he done very well. Same with Louis Vergaal back in that golden era. He just... Uh, uh, I just... He, he did well um, based on, like, the results, right? Yeah, but that, that that's... I'm, I'm the football sometimes... Yeah, but, but the football wasn't great, uh, Papi, but let's be honest. The quality of players that he had to his disposal and the lack of funds that he could spend... Each season, it's nothing compared to the era that, for example, uh, Eric Ten Hag had and even sure. Peter Bos had. So, yes. But I, it, it was also an era where sometimes you would turn off your TV that bad. Yeah, yeah. And we've experienced that this season also, but we couldn't because we had to do the, the, the podcast on YouTube. So, <laughs> uh, we, 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 fought, we fought falling asleep a lot of times this season. That, that's something that, uh, that, is, uh, that is true. But, yeah, uh, the thing that I want to get into is Heitinga... Um, just jumped in front of this group out of necessity. And he's a child of the club. And out of love for Ajax, he tried and salvaged what he can this season. 
And if he becomes second, because this is still this is still a a, a possibility next Sunday because PSV dropped points and PSV is facing heavy weather also because their coach uh, resigns today. Maybe I don't know if you heard uh, the news, Holden, but Ruiz van Nistro he resigned uh, from his job. So <laughs> with that last game on the line, there is also a lot going on in Eindhoven. So we could be in that second position at the end of the season, and if he makes that he's done quite well because we were in fourth or fifth when he took over from Schroeder. But if you, ask me, if you uh, ask me, if you ask me, Louis van Gaal would be the, uh, the 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 best successor for me. But it's hard for me to write off Heitinga because he's a child of the club and he couldn't do a full preparation with the squad. Yeah, I think with uh, when Heitinga took over, we were fifth and had one more game than sixth. And we're like yeah. two points ahead or something like that. Yeah, we were eight points behind number one back then. Yeah. And so, yeah, with with uh, with this upcoming game against Santa, well, what are your score predictions and also for PSV's game against uh, AZ? Okay, so, so let's take this one first because... Uh, yeah, go ahead. Um, I think PSV will lose against AZ. Uh, because I think they are in, in yeah in r- rough weather at the moment and um, things are not going well in Eindhoven, uh, especially uh, behind the scenes. So this is something that also reflects on the group of players. Uh, and also, Asset needs to win also because if Ajax uh, loses against Twente and Asset wins, Asset will be in that third place. So they both have something to fight for. And I think Asset at home is a difficult team to beat and PSV isn't in the best form also they were up until Heerenveen because they got away there with a draw and they were 3-1 behind uh, as for Ajax Twente is I believe in a spot that they cannot climb up and fall down anymore so that last game is nothing to play for anymore for Twente maybe they also will want to rest some players for the um, you know I believe they play uh, playoffs right Papi so maybe they want uh, yeah. to rotate a few players to be fresh for those matches because they can win European football with that and Ajax has something to play for still. So I think Ajax will win 1-3. PSV will lose 2-0. Uh, for me, I think Ajax is having a lot of issues this season with scoring. So I would say it's going to be a very close call um, scoring in Enschede. Um, let's say 1-2 for Ajax, because, of course, I'm not going to say they're going to lose. And... Um, I just don't think PSV will lose their their game. I think they will or get a draw or um, just win it, and we will still uh, remain third. I think that's my prediction. Yeah, for me, I'm gonna have to say, uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to say that uh, Ajax will win one nothing. Uh, it's gonna probably be a very boring game, but hopefully. <laughs> And then, hopefully uh, not. Yeah, hopefully not. And uh, I think that Azet will barely scrape a win against BSF. That one is really a coin toss, I think. But I do think I, I, I will sign right now, Holden. Absolutely, you want to. <laughs> I, <think laughs> I wouldn't mind it. But if it's a zero-one uh, victory for uh, Ajax and it's a, a narrow victory for Azet, if it that is the prediction. Doesn't matter if the place is not that great, it will be very exciting because that that are narrow scores. There's a lot on the line. True. Definitely. 
true and um uh, uh, uh finally um with 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 the end you know how do you guys feel about like the some of the some of the current youth players coming up into the first team like Hato or Voss or uh Holtz how, how do you guys feel about those guys yeah, I mean, mean uh, go ahead, puppy. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, Ajax has always been about uh, youth development and bringing in youngsters in and and making them grow and then selling them to the the big leagues, right? So, um, it's if even if you look at the time we won the Champions League in '95, our average age at that time was 23 years old. We were playing with a striker named Patrick Clavert who was 18 years old. Uh, coming from the youth, uh, so we in in uh, in Amsterdam we have that a little bit from Johan Cruyff. Uh, it doesn't matter how old you are; it, it matters how you play football and uh, how you come across on the pitch, right? So, um, so Hato has that for me. He has that exceptional quality, especially on the ball. Uh, so that is getting me very excited. I think he can be, uh, he can bring us to another level uh, in the way he's playing. Uh, just a very clever player has actually all the capabilities and he's playing as a central defender, but his technique, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, and his passing is actually as good as a midfielder. So very impressed with that. Uh, to be honest, Vos, excited that he's coming up, but we haven't seen much of him in Ajax 1. Uh, I do see him doing good things in young, uh, in the young Ajax side. Um, so that's a team of Ajax uh, till a certain age. Uh, just the youngsters. It's in the second and, division. Uh, yeah, in the, in the second division, exactly. Um, and then we have Mizui as well coming through, and they're all getting contracts. They're all signing contracts now. So Mislim Tat is already busy with them, signing their contracts, making sure they're for the future. And I'm very happy, actually, that these youngsters are uh, are coming up. It's But we did learn at Ajax that it's not all about youngsters, right? Youngsters can have great moments, bad moments. They don't have the constant that a veteran has. So we have to combine that as best as we can with uh, the perfect veterans next to that. I think you rounded up quite well there, Papi. Uh, I must say, uh, I believe Amaricho, uh, uh, Axel van Donga just signed a new contract. That is a, a great and a highly valued prospect. So uh, we could hopefully see him shine on, on the wing position. Uh, also, uh, Mika Gotts, like you said uh, before, Holden, also making his uh, minutes last weeks. Not a lot, but he's been brought in by, by Heitinga. And yeah, one thing that, that Heitinga, of course, knows is, is what is in that in that Jong Ajax squad because he was coach previous there. So uh, I like, one of the things I like uh, of Heitinga is that he brings in those talents and gives them minutes because Hato and uh, Hato Hato's doing very well at the moment. He's, he's easily one of our best players last matches. If you saw him play that last match against Utrecht, amazing. What he performed, what he did, the passes that he gave. Yeah, it doesn't say that he's 16 years old, you know, but but that's he's 17 something. now. Oh, sorry, 17 now. 16 when uh, he de debuted, right? So yeah. Um, yeah, it's such a young guy, but also so mature already. So hopefully more to come from him because uh, yeah he is that spark that gets me excited this season. Those kind of players alongside the Kudus, for example, that do give me joy and do um, they give me the joy to watch my team, although everything is tumbling down this season. So 
Uh, these are the, the things you look for. And hopefully we can build upon that next season with, with a few fresh faces, offload some players and maybe a few more youth players to tag along and, and being slowly introduced into the squad. And also what not a lot of people are talking about, Holden, is the Ajax youth players that went on a loan and are coming back. So we have yep. Nasi Univar and we have Salah Haddin coming back from Twente as well, uh, yep. which would be a great option for our uh, left back position. Um, so uh, we are having options and uh, this transfer window is going to be very excited actually to watch. So um, a, a little different than what our season has been so far. Yeah, and hopefully, friend of the show, David Valter, gets his contract as well. Huh? But uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. Yeah, I, I only say that because um, he and I are good friends from a young age. But, okay. but, uh, but yeah, um, I, I, I have the same outlook as you guys when it comes to the academy right now. I think it's exciting to also see how passionate they are about playing for the first team, right? I, you never see them drop their heads. They're always going at it. So that's that's exactly. one good thing. But like you said, always veteran presence is needed to make sure. So, yeah, I mean, thank you guys so much for coming on. I really do appreciate it. You're welcome, Holden. Really thank you. Uh, thank you so much for inviting us. It's been a pleasure. Always uh, fun to talk with fellow Ajax uh, fans, you know. So this is, uh, this feels, this is just fun for us. So thanks for having us. Of course. And uh, and everyone, make sure to follow them on their social medias. Papimento on Twitter, Ajax on Twitter as well. Uh, and and uh, on all socials, uh, we talk Ajax. So make right, sure to follow you. them. And uh, yeah, have a nice, have a good evening, morning, afternoon, whatever you have Thank right you. now. And... Please, say, please say have a great Sunday because that's the most important day this week. Yeah, we need Fingers to get crossed. the second place. Yes, <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, thank you, and uh, see you next time.